Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. Nick Bradley here. Welcome to another week of Scale Up Your Business. I'm delighted to be here hosting this show for you week in, week out, bringing you amazing guests, insights, all the things you need to grow and scale your business. So this week, we're going to get into social media, all things social media. And I'm delighted to have on the show, Travis Tutolan Huff. Now, before you kind of go, what the hell is Nick on this morning, today, whenever you're listening to this show, uh, Tutolan is because Travis is like, I don't know what it is, six, seven, six, eight, whatever. He should be playing like NBA basketball. So he's a tall guy, a very tall guy. So I don't know if you're going to um, get uh, enthralled by our conversation about that at the beginning. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about social media. So just a little bit of context of who Travis is, just so you can kind of get to know him. He is the CEO of Real Time Outsource. He is also a podcaster on the Be Real Show, which I have been delighted to guest on. And he's all about getting results for clients with social and digital media. So today we're going to get into everything around social media hacks, uh, how he started a a million dollar business with literally zero money. So for all of you budding entrepreneurs out there who've been listening to scale up your business for some time, that was probably part of the show you're going to want to listen to. But he is big into all sorts of things around content, social brands, how you can transform businesses through social. And he's a big believer in the best way of learning from anything is to learn from each other. And he loves to connect with people who bring their own brand of knowledge and expertise to the table. So I'm delighted to have him on the show. Now, he has um, a gift, if you like, for everyone today, and that is a 30-day brand tracking via social intelligence software. Um, for you. So I'm going to leave a link to that into the show notes. Um, And uh, as I said, he's a great guy. He's the sort of guy that you can probably reach out to if you've got any questions as well around any of the topics that we cover today. So before I introduce Travis to you all, just a quick shout out again that we have launched now the Six Peaks assessment, the six peaks of value creation assessment. So I'll link that into the show notes as well. That's if you have a business currently that you're trying to grow and scale and you're really struggling, you're really in a kind of plateau and you're thinking, what, which area of my business do I need to focus on first? Well, we created the six peaks literally from uh, the years of me looking at businesses in my private equity days and really trying to understand the areas that need focus. So that is now live. As I said, I will put that into the show notes as well. So that's it. Welcome to the show, Travis Tutolan Huff. All righty. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Scale Up Your Business for another week. Nick Bradley here, recording the podcast, delivering some value for you, getting exciting guests on the show. And today I am delighted to have with me Travis Tutolan Huff. He is a social media expert. He's the CEO at Real Time Outsource. He's a podcaster with the Be Real Show, which I've been on. It was awesome. 
investor in stocks, crypto, does all sorts of cool stuff. He's a father, a hubby, a musician, an all-round great guy. Welcome to Scale What's Your Business. What's good, brother? Yes, let's go. Let's go, man. This is the time, folks. This is the time <laughs> when everyone else is freaking out. This is the time to figure out how we can grow uh, because competitors are going to be going out of your business and, and, and in your category, you can be the leader of the pack if you do focus on maybe scaling and working on your business instead of in your business. And, and, and it's, it's a challenge, you know, Nick, as we know right now for everybody, you know, yeah. so, you know, your energy, man is awesome. So when I was on, on your podcast, like, you know, I just, I, there's so much passion in this stuff, but first question for you is why, why too tall and what's too tall? <laughs> so too tall. What, so it was me and my other tall buddy. I'm six, eight. My other buddy, six, five. We created too tall. And it was a popular hip hop music where we create clean, basically clean party music with no cussing. And we found out really over time that people don't want that. They like the Post Malone. They like the, the F-bombs and they like the a little bit of cussing behind it. So I still have kept on making music, but the, the journey's changed, you know, but I stuck the name too tall and it stuck with me um, because it just, it kind of just represents now people say that more than who I am. Uh, and it's just kind of catchy because I am 6'8". And so- uh, I'm not going to play basketball with you, Travis. We're not playing basketball, man. Let's That's my go, sport, baby. right? I Let's love it, go. but I'm like- I'm like 6'2", so you'd be dunking over me in a kind hey, of painful way. Hey, I've been dunked on by 6'2", guys, too. So, you know, on any no. given day, on any given day, baby. Let's go. Well, listen, let's get into it. So today, we are going to talk about a few different things. But yes. one of the areas that I've touched on but not gone deep in is, is kind of social media. And you're an expert mm. at kind of hacks, quickest way to get to A to B on social media. So let's get deep into this and really make it come alive for the audience. How's that sound? Absolutely. Let's go, guys. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, let's go. First and foremost, mate, let's get people to understand you a bit more. Other than the fact you're massively tall and you've got a yes. cool name, like I need to come up with something in the middle of my name now, I'm thinking. <laughs> um, what's the story? So so kind of how did you get into this game and what you're doing now and, and kind of what's the mission, all that stuff? Absolutely. So I've always been a sales entrepreneur since I started. I got the blessing right out of college to work for one of the greatest companies in the world, the Walt Disney Company at ABC Television, uh, doing television and advertising branding, you know, and then eventually digital branding on, on obviously websites, abc.com, et cetera, and uh, working some, with some really big brands from McDonald's even down to smaller brands. And I really got to learn the advertising agency business, the ins and outs, the, the lingo, if you want to call it. And it was a really great blessing because um, it was the heyday of the business, folks. This is 2005 to 2009. This is before Netflix, Hulu, all the good stuff that you guys know and love now. Uh, before cu cord cutting was a thing, you know? And so now, obviously, things have changed for them. So what I literally, Nick, was sitting down at a buddy uh, at a Starbucks in November of 2008. And we're sitting there drinking our coffees. He, he says, hey, dude, things are going good, man. But hey, did you know this? Like, the business is changing. I'm like, you're right, dude. Yeah, it is changing. Digital is happening. We can't show analytics. We can't show all these things that we can show now. And then he said, hey, did you know this? People are going to need their Facebook pages managed. And that's, Nick was the idea. I literally started like kind of thinking about it and be like, dude, this is a real valid idea. At the time, no one was really doing it, especially in my area, let alone nationwide, worldwide. And um, very few people even in the industry of doing this. And so we kind of just started putting together a PowerPoint and talking to customers. And uh, one of the largest home builders in the world gave us a shot, Lennar, to work with one of their uh, divisions in the Central Valley. And it just took off from there. That was our first check. We kind of just kept on eating after that, baby. And it hasn't stopped. Uh, although so let's go. That's, I mean, that's, I, mean, I just want to go back 10 years or eight years or whatever. Um, so let's let's just think about this for a second. So Facebook now is a massive thing for business, right? And I and I'm a big believer in like B two B, B two C, whatever. It's person to person. It's about right. um, authenticity, rapport. So I'm just trying to think, what was it like? I'm trying to think. Did I have a I had a profile, 
yeah, there wasn't any business. There wasn't many business pages, was there? It was. They still had them. You know, it was just getting started on the Facebook pages. Um, most of it was done through profiles, a lot of it, and through event pages and uh, you know things like that. At the start, it was really through profiles. And if you were an early adopter as a business, you had a profile, and then you needed to convert that people, those people, into your business page. Um, and then once the business page come on, you know that's where it really was all about business. They let you promote. Typically, even still now on your Facebook profile page, you're not really supposed to use it for business and people do get banned, you know, et cetera, on the profile pages, you know, because it's kind of easier to build uh, on there. But the business pages just started, you know, probably I would want to say if I, it was in 2010, maybe like six months or, or very in sync. And in fact, Lennar had early access to it because they were a big premium advertiser with them. So we started getting to see these things. And that's the beauty of this, Nick private messaging happened okay so before there was no way really for people to private message you as a business specifically using your company page and then eventually the pages had this private messaging ability and once we started seeing that people were asking questions about cars you know uh, season passes tickets event things restaurant things and there literally no one nick was seeing this stuff like it wasn't public facing. And so that's the realization that I always reminded myself with, because you'd hear it, you know, in 2010, social media is a fad. It's just going to be here. And I'd remind people that social media has been here for a long time. It's email at scale. And so email is my most successful social network. Gmail.com is still my most successful social network pipeline, right? So this was the beauty is that now you'd have the ability now. Yeah, you're going to have your public placing posts and you're going to have comments and engagement on there. But people are asking to buy $60,000 Mercedes in the private messenger and we can find out what color they want. If they want to drop top, we can find and source that vehicle for them, have it ready for them and sell that vehicle in private. And that's when I realized that was the beauty of the business page. And was it wasn't only just sales and marketing, which you typically see of social media because you hear social media but then that's when the term kind of was coined to social business in that it was doing everything. It was customer service, the sales arm, the marketing arm, the reputation management arm. I mean, there, and, and the community, you know, the things that you do in the community arm, there's a lot of things you can do uh, along with uh, many things we can talk about too, have fun and contests. But the point was, it wasn't just, oh, this is just what I'm going to do is my ads, you know? And I started realizing that early on at that point. And most companies still today, Nick, don't get it. To be transparent with you, even no, some I was going to say. Friends. I mean, I I see it all the time. They don't. I mean, but but let's, but it's not just about you know. We're obviously focusing now on one platform. We'll talk about others as well. I'm sure as we right. go through today, right? But they don't quite get the join up of any of it, right? You know. So there's a bit where, like you mentioned, email. I just came off a of Facebook Live with my community, and I had two. I had about ten questions come in over the course of an hour, and two of them were about email marketing. Boom. And I'm like saying, you know what? I do all of my selling off lists, all yeah. of it. You know, because right. I can I can then really engage. I can provide value. And then every so often when it's right, it's appropriate, I've got enough information, I can put an offer out. And right. the conversion rates are really high because well, it's not surprising because I've been I've been, you know, adding value for so long that it's not like I have to go and pitch something in a really assertive, cold way. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that and that is true today now. I mean, when I started my business, you know, it was kind of like I was always focused only on social. But I would say today now, Nick, you got to have them all, man. You got to have, you got to have a strong social media, folks. You got to focus on a strong email campaigns and email marketing list, like you talked about, nurturing these contacts and 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 not asking right away. You know, like you said, build value first, folks, before you start 
sending me a 10 step drop list where I need to buy and buy and buy, uh, you know, add some value first. And then the last thing is reputation, you know, reviews, getting positive reviews that you can showcase on your, on your website, that you can showcase on your social media. People aren't buying a $60,000 pool or spending $5,000 an eye on LASIK to, you know, without seeing your reviews, you know, we don't, we want to know that you've done this a few times before, you know, you drop $60,000 on, on a, on a purchase, you know, especially going forward. Because what I'm hearing from my credit union and my banking clients is this folks, people are, are, are holding on to money right now. Okay. Guess what? The banks aren't making money on late fees. Think about that. A lot of times banks have made a lot of money on late fees. They're not. So people are going to be wise with their money. And the point is, you got to be strategic too. And so that's the combination, you know, social media, email, reputation. And then there's many different things, influencers, podcasts, many di different things you can do beyond that. But when I started the business, dude, I mean, it was literally the idea of, hey, Facebook, you know, manage the pages. And to be transparent with you, Nick, still today, that's still our number one request because Facebook is your local community. And a lot of times, whether you're B2B, B2C, there's ways to target people and provide value contest, entertainment, fun, entertain them, be, you know, ask questions. And, and also, like I said, be there to when they have questions. Cause a big part of social Nick is when they have a question, you need to be there to respond. That's the most important part. Like when someone wants to buy a $60,000 Mercedes, you need to ask them what color they want. Do you want a two seater? Yeah, or a four -seater? It can't be, it can't be like four days later. You decided to look can't at be your four messages. days later. They're going to go to the competitor. So right? let's, go, gonna... let's go, um, let's go to basics. Cause I want to have some fun. So a lot of people, kind of ask the question from a practical standpoint. So yes. I, I've, I've got a business, right? So most of the people here are scale-ups. They're sort of in their sort of six, seven figures or more. Right. But let, let's say, for example, I've never done this. I've never done this. Okay. And I understand the power of it. I understand the power of social media, but I don't even know where to start. What's the what's the first few things I should do before I start to get more technical or sophisticated? What do I need to set up? 100%. I mean, the most, the most important thing, folks, is you all got a smartphone in your pocket, right? Most of us got these devices. It's a seven hundred dollar device now. These new Apple uh, iPhones. That's your device content creator. That can do everything for you. You don't need a movie studio. You don't need a, crew, a, a camera crew. You need to start taking that thing and doing this first. Tell your story. Why'd you start the business? Why are you keeping in the business? Who do you serve? What do you love to do? Why do you love to keep on working? Tell the story through Instagram stories, through Facebook stories, tell it through video, just blogging, but start taking content. And then eventually you can hire someone or at some point you might have the money or you could do it on your phone, editing it a little bit, making it look a little bit nicer. But in the beginning, it doesn't even matter. You don't need to have this stuff highly produced. It actually does better when it's not. So take the phone out, start telling the story, right? And then next beyond that is start being funny. People want to be funny right now, Nick. It sounds crazy, but we all need a little humor in our life. So one day a week, please, folks, have a fun day. Create memes. Do selfies with your teams. Find a funny meme in your category. I guarantee you, on Facebook specifically, I can guarantee you this will be your most shared, most tagged, most engaged post, period. Bar none. I mean, it's not even a question. I tend to put pictures of my dog up, and that always there works. There you go. Yeah, people love it. It's, it's not really wow. funny, but he's a really good-looking dog. Yeah, I mean, how? But, but that is a fun <laughs> side of you, though, Nick, right? I mean, that's a fun side of Nick, right? So that's yeah. the point is... It's more personal as well. It's like, you know, I could sit there and talk about private equity and people kind of fall off their chair, right? Sometimes that's that's appropriate, but every now and then there's a little bit of the radical side. It's the mix. <laughs> it's the mix, man. People want to see that you have different things going on.
You're not just one person. Nick's not just one thing. Nick does many different things in his day. So you got to tell that story, right? And so, and then next is be a motivational or emotional uh, source for these people. Either tell your story, tell your testimonials or your customer stories, show off the positive reviews. I mean, for auto dealerships right now, a big thing is to tell the process of how my how I'm keeping my stuff safe when you come in to service your vehicle. And showing yeah. off, hey, my, you know, this positive review came in that was talking about COVID and was talking about how they did safe. We need to showcase this so that people feel safe because the dealerships depend on service. I mean, it's a big lifeblood of cash flow to an auto dealership. Unbelievable. And what's the best way of, okay, let's go back into kind of the setup. So I've got yep. a profile page, which is, you know, whatever else. And then I've got a page, which is a Nick Bradley page. Yep. And then I've got a community, which is a group. Right. Right. And I've got a, they're kind of the main assets. And then we've got other bits going on as well. But is that like the bare minimum that you should have? You should have like a, a company page and, and potentially a community or start to build that? Or do you just say, you know, start with a, com- start with a company page and just start, start to with, engage from that? Yeah, start with the company page for sure. I mean, if you want to have group pages and event pages and you can do all sorts of things, specifically even just inside Facebook, a lot of auto dealerships are having many success using Facebook Marketplace, folks. And you could all utilize Facebook marketplace to sell your products as well which is a marketplace where you can put listings kind of like craigslist a lot of success there on that so just there's tons of things to do but the starting ground is telling your story and then what are you going to be talking about each day because i think the most important thing that people forget about is you got to be posting content daily on these on these pages um they require it to show off your uh, your page as an active page if you are dormant, meaning you are just kind of posting like here and there once or twice a month or three, you know, sporadically, and you don't really have any content that's being engaged, guess what's going to happen, folks? And it might be happening to you, to you right now. You're not going to see any engagement on your posts. No one's so going to like Does the algorithm reward consistency? Rewards consistency. It rewards variety of content, consistency, content that keeps you on the platform, content that does not want you to leave, not landing page links and things like that, because that content's great in ad formats, right? Yeah, so you can use you can use those you can use things to drive them off the website in in the Facebook ad platform, which is brilliant and beautiful. But with your content, you need to make it engaging, motivational, tell your story, motivate people, and lastly, which I love right now, con- that works. Always, always, always is contests. Give your product away. If you're a pizzeria, give 10, 10 pizzas a week. If you're any any service you have that you're creating this new, a lot of businesses, Nick, are creating new services right now because of uh, what we're going through, right? So give it away. It's just a great way. We're doing the uh, restaurants right now are doing these huge family deals where they're selling, you know, a, instead of selling you one chicken, they're selling you six chicken breasts, mashed potato. They're selling you a big order, right? Because that's the way they're surviving. So what, how do we advertise that to our people? We just give it away. Hey, we're giving away two a week. It goes viral every week. Yeah, it like, makes sense. It's so simple though, isn't it? Sometimes you can kind of overcomplicate these things, try and be very clever. And, and one thing I find when I work with, let's say entrepreneurs who know that they want to build a personal brand or whatever that is, they want to, they want to basically put more personality behind a brand, be that business or personal, and they struggle. They go, oh, I don't, I, you know, I don't know how to do it, which is, which is a lie. Uh, or more importantly, I don't want to put myself out there um, because people are going to judge me. H- yeah. How do you get over that? H- how do you advise people to get over that? Just do it. Just push take record. You know, push record. Yeah. That's the only way you do it. You don't get it over any other way. That's like how you started your success in your life, your podcast, everything you created in your life is because you did it. Yeah. No, no one else can do it for you either. Just like no one else can wipe your buns, folks. Yeah. You got to do it. So certain things in life, 
you have to do. And then there's a lot of other things in life like you and many of the greatest entrepreneurs in the world have figured out how to find a team and how to empower others and how to let them throw, thrive and grow. And, and it's a challenge now, obviously, because, you know, workforce is changing up and works, you know, but it's also an advantage because you can hire people from all over and there's many different sides of the coin. So I always say, you know, stay optimistic, you know, I mean, that's the most important thing. And then, but, but literally giving right now is the most important thing you can do. And then last thing I will tell you about social that always goes viral is if you have job openings, take advantage of All right okay is that because of where we are right now we're recording this obviously no, through pandemic dude. and people are looking more for work and there's a whole thing around furloughing and all that or is it just generally it's that always kind worked of... it's always wow, worked okay. you know why because people like sharing content that they like feel that feels like they're helping someone else so like yeah, if you see it and you know someone that's a mechanic let's just say you might share it to them either personally in messenger or on their facebook page or tag them because you want to help them out. And so that stuff gets shared more than you'd be surprised. And actually it's very effective. Like we do, we're doing, a, we did a big job promotion, 178 applicants on Monday for a uh, six, six, uh, six, uh, you know, different location car wash uh, company. But the point is all of Facebook, 178 applicants that would cost you tons of money of headhunter fees. Do you guys know how much headhunter fees are to, to when you find people through, you know, headhunters a lot. Uh, it's well, also if you, if you advertise on say LinkedIn for that, yeah. it's expensive. So I'm, I'm assuming this, this wasn't, was this an ad or was this just no. a bit of free really dude? Okay. So listen to this folks, both, this is the best thing about the job post. If you choose the Facebook job post in your new, in your, in your options, when you're going into your posts on your page, there's a post that says about jobs and you click on that and you have to put in some, a few details about what's involved in the job. But the beauty of this is this, it goes out both on your newsfeed of your page, but it also goes out in the Facebook jobs, which is all really, public. oh yes. Wow. And that's so that's get, why I can kind of go, oh, okay. It's it amazing, isn't it? The convergence of some of these platforms Dude, and we'll talk about all of them. It's crazy, oh, isn't it? it one, is. one thing I want to ask is, um, is around advertising as well, right? Cause this is, this is a bit that also gets often confused and people oh, yeah. think, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. What, what's your view on, on specifically Facebook ads? Yes. Um, and do you advise it all the time for testing and, and do you find it yeah. very effective? What's your view? Absolutely. Do it all, baby. No. So this is the thing I would say, Nick, is for everyone, it's obviously in different budgets, right? But this is the budget that will always work. $1 a day, boost every single post for $1. Okay. See what it gets you. You'd be surprised. $1 on any one of these meme contests, emotional, motivational, or any of these contests, spike the engagement. It gives Facebook what they want, money. And it gives you actually or more organic reach because you're giving them money. They give you more basically reach in the feed. And right now it's, it's a good value because, you know, so Facebook ads are, you know, they've taken a little hit. Some advertisers left. People are going out of business. So there's more inventory available. But hey, folks, you can target this thing a million ways to Sunday. I'll tell you this. If you're a local business, target a five mile or 10 mile radius around your location. It's yeah, a win. Well, I, I remember there's an example of this. You'll love this, right? So there was a, a, a team that we kind of know who were trying to influence an investor. This is over, mm. over your side of the world in the US. And what they did is that before they went in there and pitched, they did some kind of geo-targeting ads around, because this place was based in the middle of nowhere, but it was a really big investment firm. And so what happened is when they came and pitched and the kind of name of the company coming in was on the board and all this sort of people kind of had this subliminal connection because- Literally, they just put ads around um, that, that, you know, people who lived in that area for literally weeks before they did the pitch. 
and they were successful. Absolutely. I mean, you can target your fans. You can target so many different ways. You could target your wife only. You could target and send her a birthday message. You can do so many different things with targeting. It's it's scary. But uh, what you like said, I've, got a big, I've got a big question. You know what? The good thing about being an Australian who lives in the UK, we can we can ask these questions, right? So we're gonna we're yeah. gonna talk we're gonna talk about US politics. No, we're not. Oh yeah, let's but go. I'm gonna, let's there's, go. There's, there's, there's a little firm that's not very far away from where I live called Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I, I live like, you know, about an hour from Cambridge. Now, I'm not sure if they're based there. But anyway, it's called Cambridge Analytica. And there was the whole Trump campaign. And, and now it's almost like a, a step change in, you know, how they, they talked about was that John F. Kennedy was the first person to use a certain form and then TV. What, I forget how it was always, but there's always right. a, like a, a leader to the newest, the newest platform. The step right? change in yeah. how you do it. Tell me about that as much as you know it, because this, as far as oh, I understand yeah. it, this is using data, looking at people's behavioral preferences, yes, and 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 matching matching algorithms so that you could change the messaging in ads, oh yeah, to align with their psychology, the belief systems, all that crazy stuff. Is that right? Have I got that right? Absolutely. And obviously, since then, a lot of that data has been scraped, so you can't actually do those ads focusing on those things. You know, for the last about since that's been in the media, I would say three years a lot of the data sets that were available to target are gone. So we could do all, we, back in back in three, four years ago, we could do crazy targeting with income levels. And obviously you still can do zip codes and, geo, and, and all those things. But dude, it was getting into like personal buying behaviors and what's your preferences on buying a vehicle and all sorts of stuff. Which you, they were buying from other third parties. But then what ended up happening was this stuff with, with the you know Cambridge Analytica, which came out, which like anything, as you know, Anyone that can find a little a thing right now, there's something going on on any one of these platforms. We don't know what it is, but in five years, we'll find out. Someone's been doing this and this and that, whether it was TikTok, Snapchat, you know, Twitter. Someone's always finding an edge, right? So the point is, you know, now they've made it a lot harder. Over the time, it's a lot. It was a lot easier back then, three or four years ago. Now the targeting is still there to really target your consumer, but man, three or four years ago, Nick, we could target anything. I mean, man. it was. Dude, it was the heyday. Swear to God, I would be talking to customers and I was like, this is insane. We'd start getting into who they want to target. And I kept finding, we can find these people. I'm like, oh my God. You know, and still, like I said, the targeting is amazing. I love the flat platform, Facebook, but dude, it was insane. It was like 10X what it was, what it is now. And people abused it. And so now those privileges are taken away. If you want to run political ads, you have to run your ads and, se and separate your ads. If you want to run any type of different ads, you have to actually cl uh, clarify that. If you're running an ad to run a credit card, you need to put that as a credit card ad so that they can approve it. There's special, extra special approvals now that they're requiring. Um, yeah, I so see that. that that's that's kind of the downside of, of the policing's become a bit extreme too i mean yeah. i found i was banned for a few weeks because um I, yeah. I, I ran an accelerator program which i still run and everyone was sort of saying it was like some sort of weird get rich quick thing it's which i can tell you for anyone who's on the accelerator who are probably listening to this is not get rich quick it's right. bloody hard work <laughs> right no no they'll take it any way that you know they, they just take a certain word that you say or something in yeah. the ad it, it, it's it's i've seen it time and time again they're just really really strict becoming more and more strict with your yeah. ad well you know mr zuckerberg doesn't want to get put in front of a grand jury again or whatever it was so exactly exactly and, and you know what i'm happy in some light too because there was a lot of obviously weird shit going on you know and, yeah. and the last thing you want to the last thing you want to have happen like i even had happen uh, you know tell, told recently is that customer buys a pair of shoes boots for instance they see a good deal on facebook buy the boots never get the boots so that yeah. happens too. So if you're not buying through in a legit platform, like 
you know, Amazon or, you know, Zappos or, you know, people, you off, off some weird website, you know, you don't know necessarily. You no, know, people uh, will always try and abuse it. And I, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, upset around the fact that there needs to be some governance and, yeah. and when everything's a little bit wild west and no one knows exactly what the hell's going on, you know, you've right. got to be able to play it. So it's as, let's say fair, it's the things that are, it's well thought through. It's not just, you know, rushed out there. So no, I get it. Your dad, is, your dad is your most important, you know, asset, you know, so. Well, I think database marketing, as I, as I call it now, um, getting more personalized as much as you can, where this is where automation is so powerful because the level of granularity that you can go to now to kind of really think about the messaging, the communication through automation is so much more efficient than having someone have to think about a hundred different ways of writing copy. Right. Um, but, but, you know, it's powerful. I mean, as a, uh, the, the podcast I did this morning, I'm doing something like six podcasts today. So if I look a bit yeah, tired, right, let's go, baby. Let's go. Bang, bang. It. it was on sales conversion. Oh, okay. And I used the analogy. I said, I said, if you play golf, right, they, there's a famous saying in golf, which is you drive for show and you putt for dough. Yep. Right. Cause one oh, stroke, yeah. you know, one putt's the same thing, oh. but everyone talks about leads. Oh, I'm going to leads. I've got all these leads. Wow. Right. But then, so what's your conversion rate? Oh, it's right. one in a hundred. I go, whoa, whoa, what's going on there? But, but you know, if you really, if you get granular, what you can do and you can build value, everything you were saying, you've got your lists, all that sort of stuff, you can get those conversion rates super high. I find in the stuff we do, we get really high conversion rates because we've done the work up front to maximize that. And that's, that's where we get the efficiency. Right. Yeah. I mean, it takes, it takes, and anything you do, like, you know, it takes work, folks. None of this stuff happens just by buying an Instagram course. And next thing you know, you're, you're rolling on a private jet, you know, I just, no, those, no. Those or, are or you're either going hire Ferrari for your, for your videos. And, yeah, you know, exactly. And- <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, you have to see through some of that stuff, you know, you have to see through that because I always say the best people in the world are not usually charging to give you content. Look, my man, his, the show right here, we're giving you, he's not charging you. And you're getting value from every single one of his guests. He's putting in work. He's putting in time and putting in effort. He's got a great team and it's, it's, it's grown tremendously. But the point is, that's the point is that he's not asking for anything. And then maybe at some point he does ask like Gary Vee or someone else. They ask, Hey, I need you to write a book. Listen, I get, I get, I get a return from the time investment in many, many ways. Right. Many, many ways. And you know, one of those ways is the fact I get, you know, messages every single day um, saying how grateful people are. I'm helping them. Right. Dude, and then, and then, and then a deal will come in like, you know, left of field, nothing to do with in some sense what I talk about all the time here, which is transformational. Right. Okay. So, you know, that's, I think, I think there's a thing that I had a guy on um, my podcast yesterday, a guy called Rob Moore, who's a pretty prolific podcaster here in the UK. And, okay. and he's, he's a big believer in the whole idea of, you know, the more value you add hmm. into the world in whatever way, and the bigger your vision, then actually, you know, there's that, there is that return that comes from that, um, which is huge. And I believe in that too, for sure. I do. I mean, the world's full of abundance. Mr. Zuck- Mr. Zuckerberg, Mr. Elon Musk, and Mr. Uh, Bezos made like $50 billion in a week or something last week uh, or two weeks ago. Mental, so isn't it? it the, the point is the world is full of so much abundance, Nick, that, you know, that's the only way to think. And then know that it's just got to be a grind. You know, like we started our business 11 years ago. We're taking challenges right now that we didn't expect because a lot of businesses are. We've had categories of clients go out of business or, or, or just on pause this year because of, of the COVID. Yeah. So what can we do? We got to find and strive and go forward, you know, and that's like anything. And, and um, you know, in, in life, I think that's the most important thing. And, and then right now, tactically, I would just say never give up, folks. This is the time to like step up stay strong, you know, like think of, think outside. If you want to call the proverbial box that they say, you know, in the world, 
and, and know that like if you can survive you might be way further than you think because five competitors went out of business yeah you know, I, I, I think i want to i want to come back to this point because i want to get into because some of the mindset stuff and that is important but let before we do that let's let's um because we spoke for 25 minutes on bloody facebook which yes. you know, hey that's great you know because we're live streaming on facebook we love you facebook very we good. love you um but let's talk about the others i want to start yes. with with the the the, the kind of disruptor if you want to call that and you're going to say oh it's been around for five years so it's not that disruptive anymore but let, let's start with tiktok yeah because a couple of my mates who play this game that we we have fun in, you know, started doing some crazy stuff on TikTok and had like 2 million views. And I haven't started to do anything. In fact, I don't even really know much about it. My wife's kind of into it and she's starting to do some crazy stuff. But but what? tell me about TikTok. What's your view on it? Is it something that we should all be thinking about? Should, is it the next big thing? What, what's oh, your yeah. opinion? Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't get banned in the U.S., I would say it's the next big thing. Uh, you know, obviously, it's got a, a window of literally on the clock, tick-tock, tick-tock to get bought. It's about to be bought, isn't it? It's not going to be able to be bought by Google or something. I, I, you know what? I think, you know, Microsoft? Everyone's, nope, everyone's hoping it's Microsoft. I mean, social media, from what I hear, you know, obviously, just Facebook. They don't, you know, Microsoft tends to not really advance products too much. Twitter is also a possibility. Twitter would be a little bit more scary because Twitter, obviously, is a, another very relevant social platform. Yeah. Um. And if they had, you know, like, you know, just imagine Facebook picked up Instagram, you know, the numbers you thought were, were kind of crazy at the time, just like the numbers for when it picked up WhatsApp were kind of big. But then you see where it was now. And it's like, oh, that was nothing. One billion dollars for, for Instagram was nothing at that time. It seemed kind of crazy because you're like, what's Instagram, you know, but then now it's like printing 50 billion dollars a year, I think it said or something crazy like that. So just think about and that and if Twitter did something like that, they probably have the team with Jack Dorsey and that to really maybe more advanced. So really TikTok folks is you've seen it. It's the dancing platform. It's the challenge platform. Uh, it's a platform to have fun on, but there's ways to have, you know, tell your story. I've seen people doing Bible verses on there. I've seen people educating about finance on there. It's not only, uh, it's not only just specifically fun dances. So I, it's a relevant for everyone. I've seen old gentlemen on there that are in their sixties with very entertaining financial videos. I've yeah. seen young little kids that are, you know, 18, 20 with millions of views that are doing these crazy dances or, or funny pranks or these kind of things. And it's a really, it's a, it's a challenging platform because it's, it's a content creator platform and the best ones win the best ones go viral. It is the best thing about the platform is that you have the ability to go viral on Facebook yeah. and on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you create a good piece of content on there, the algorithm and how it is, you're probably not going to get 2.8 million views on a piece of content. So how Unless does that work? Is that because it's still early and there isn't as much going on? Yeah. Is that what is that what drives it? Because I hear that quite a bit, that people are getting well into the kind of six six figures in terms of hundreds of thousands, always not oh, millions yeah. of views. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like anything when Facebook first started, it, you, if you were early on, on taking advantage of some of the things early on, same thing on Instagram, you would have, you would have been the one that got that tons of organic reach. Now you start an Instagram page today, a lot harder. doesn't matter who yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. So your you advice are. to people is regardless of what you're in, like whatever business, it doesn't matter. You should be at least exploring this. Just check what, it out. What, just, yeah. Just check it out. See what, see what people are creating, you know, like what, what are the you, rules of it? You know how they used to be the kind of 40 characters on Twitter or whatever it was. What, yeah. what what's the rule on, is it, is it like a, cause I haven't engaged. Is it like a 15 second video. What, what is it? There's is that, 15 is, second and 60 second now. So it was uh, right. 60 second. People are doing all different things. I've seen different people take their content, like their podcasts and, and do different things with them. I've seen, obviously, a lot of the people are creating content just for the TikTok, which is the dances and the challenges. And But I've seen people do a lot of educational, inspirational content on there. Um, 
a lot of the stuff is the fil- is the filtered messages that you see with it, you know? So there's a little bit of editing that goes on there. Like I said, a content creator's platform, folks, remembers this, is that these people spend time on this stuff. I mean, yeah. I've seen some serious, you know, this stuff probably took, a 15-second video probably took this person seven days to film. I like, saw one the other day, which was, I think it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely a 60-second video. And it was a guy who was a pilot, and mm. he was basically hanging up his jacket for the last time. Oh, wow. And he does this really cool thing. It's definitely, well, I mean, it would have taken ages. He hangs it up and he puts the hat on. And then the jacket kind of hugs him to say goodbye. Wow. Because he puts his arm in and the way he does it looks like the jacket comes alive. Wow. Really powerful. And it's just such a such an emotional thing in the way. And then the jacket ends up hugging him sort of to say goodbye from his pilot's job because of all the travel stuff. Right. But it's so beautifully done. It was definitely not done as a one-off. So the question I was going to ask is, can you do lives yet on TikTok? Not yet. Not yet. No, I so think it's only available for certain influencers that are like at a certain level. You know what I mean? Right, like, okay. have, like like LinkedIn has done as well. Like yeah, any okay. of them. Yeah. Like any of them. I think they come to their top platform people and they kind of see the kinks and the issues that come up with it, you know, and then they like all the best platforms. That's what usually what they do. Like on our Facebook, we were watching a few hundred different pages, you know. Um, so some pages will get new features all of a sudden. They're always testing new things on different pages, just like a lot of the Instagrams and, and Twitter. They'll do the same thing. They'll just roll out all of a sudden a new beta test on a certain page just because they, that's how they kind of test it and see well, they've how they've got works. the community, haven't they? So they've got yes. they've got this kind of thing. It's a bit like everything's experimentation. So they can do it live. And if it gets traction, they can see the algorithm, how it plays. They're going to get much more feedback and data to be able to play with. Yep. Yeah. And, and so the new one to take advantage of right now, folks, is this Instagram Reels. Reels, okay. go check it out. Reels, this is the Facebook competitor that just got launched last week. Wow, Facebook, you okay. know, you know what Facebook does, right? You know what Facebook does. Well, we're on Facebook, as I said. Hey, Facebook, we love you. Hey, Facebook. I love these guys. I love. <laughs> I mean, I'm in bed with those guys. I got tons of stocks, and I bought them at the IPO days. I, I also, I, I all that's who charges me the most on my credit cards because I have so many different ad campaigns. But I'll tell you this. Facebook launched a competitor, and when they do that, they're going to allow you, if you do have an Instagram or Facebook, to use it and now maybe get some more organic reach on there, right? So it's like that's their game now. Wow, this will be the new – yeah, because TikTok is now – let's just be real. TikTok's starting to monetize. They've been advertising. You might be seeing this in your feed, TikTok for business. They're giving you a $200 credit. Now, they're trying to get YouTube you – all the time. I mean, every yeah, time see, I go on YouTube, there's TikTok. Just, yeah, see, they're trying to hit businesses over the head to advertise, right? So – when they do, and then you decide to, like when I decide to start advertising my business and you decide to start doing it, then guess what's going to happen to those influencers? Their reach is going to go down. Because yeah. like Instagram, two years ago, when they really started to monetize folks, two years ago, you probably remember on Instagram, you used to get a ton of posts and the engagement a lot more than you do today. That's because this, Instagram started monetizing. And you start seeing on every two, three posts on stories, on feed. So I'll say this, folks, take advantage of the new platform. Reels is the new one see what's out there you know it's it's a it's, it's, so let's, it's let's navigate this for people because again i'm conscious that you know this has been your world for a decade or more right. i understand it pretty well you know not right. everything but i know what i know um and then we've got people who are coming into this and and they're they're, they're going what the hell is tiktok well, they're, they're sure they know that because their kids are dancing and doing right. crazy crazy bucket challenges but how do you navigate so we've talked about what you do on facebook we've talked about you've got the phone this is cool yeah. right but, but what, you know, should I just do stuff across all of them? Should I choose one and double down on that and do a little bit in the rest? What's the best way to stop overwhelm here? Because there is just so many choices. Right. I mean, I always say you need to at least have more than one only because what if that one goes out of business? So like yeah. for TikTok influencers, say I got 10 million influencers on my TikTok, Nick, right now, I'm praying to God they get a deal done. If they don't, what happens? I'm gone. 
And Facebook's not in China, but if I was in China, you know, same same thing. They're banning each other's apps. But the point is, for you out there, folks, stay in your lane. Don't do too many things, right? Like you can't be on every single one. But there, I will say this: if you want more organic reach, the new platforms are the ones that are going to give you that because they have, they have no advertising. There's they just want to get people on there sharing content, and so you could go viral. That's why you've seen these things. Like so, you said with your mates, uh, maybe getting a ton of views all of a sudden off a video. Like, oh my god, how do you get this? You won't get that on YouTube right now because YouTube is, is cluttered, right? I mean, you can't get 2.8 million views on YouTube unless it's really went viral somehow. You know what I mean? And and so the point is. If you want organic folks, take advantage of the new, right? But most importantly is where is your community at? Where are your customers at? Where are these people at? You know, and maybe just ask them if you can in any way too. Like, where do you guys hang out? You know, are you on Facebook or Instagram? Are you on LinkedIn right now? Like, there's nothing wrong with yeah, asking. See where they go. See where if I came at. to, if I come, so, I'm, so we'll do a bit of play. So I, I come to you, I work with entrepreneurs and yes. I work with investors as well, right? And I... Um, I usually work with businesses, as I said, that have a, a, the ambition to create an empire. They want to create something big, scalable, and often they want to sell that business to create a capital event, not, not just for their own wealth and for their own freedom, but so they can make a bigger impact on the world. That's right. kind of where I play. So I turn up to you and I go, you know what? I've got a podcast. It kind of does all right. You know, it's all right. It does, you know, in a little old place called the UK. Yeah. But I, but I need a whole new social media plan here, yeah. Travis. I need... I need something. Where do you, what do you, what do I do? Where do I go? What would you say to me? Would you say exactly what you said then organic and a bit of this or how would yeah, you do it? I would say the first thing is to figure out who do you want to influence most with your social media? That's the mm -hmm. first question you got to figure out folks. Who do I want to influence most? The number one audience I want to influence most, because if we don't hit them over the head hard, you know, it's going to be kind of converted messages, all these different messages out there. Who's the number one person that if I get 10 more people in your door, from this campaign, from this ad, that you're gonna just be blown away. So if I sell you 50 more pools, who is this pool owner? If I'm talking to a car dealership, who is the client that comes in here and services these vehicles? Not the riffraff, not the outlier. Who is the person that comes in here? So really far, clear avatar, like yeah, super how, and, focused. Yeah, and of, how far know, are they? How, yeah, how far are they? You know, Nick, some businesses are global, right? So that's great. Everyone can download your app. Perfect. Now, sometimes they can't because they aren't in that language or whatever. But, you know, yeah. some of these apps, they can be downloaded anywhere. But most businesses are maybe localized. So how far are these people coming? You know, you need to ask yourself these questions. Are people driving that far? In this new world, you can maybe advance also your footprint, right? So because people are, you know, doing Zooms and you maybe actually can get business from other places. Um, so that there's that's the biggest thing I think I, to first think about. And then what do you want to happen from that? You know, like, do you want more followers? Cause that's always a big one. I mean, I yeah. want to grow. I want to get bigger. I want to get more followers. I want to get more engagement. Great. No problem. You know, and let's do that. That's no problem. We can get more engagement. We just talked about some things right now. I gave you guys five lifts. I'm telling your story, be funny, emotional, motivational contest. Do those five plus put a dollar on each one. That's five bucks a week. That's going to get you more just that. So if I do that for a business, a lot of times just that alone spikes the organic reach again. And then that's what we're on and cracking again, where we can do more promotions for them and we can do more advertorial stuff that's driving specific cars or driving offers. But the key is first is if they've already been on social and they haven't really been spiking the algorithm, a lot of times we'll look at that next, right? So we'll then do our own analysis. Like, go, let's go dive into Nick's social media because everything's public facing, right? So we can go say, let's see what he's creating. 
a lot of times clients are creating still a lot of great content, but they're missing the things that we talked about right here. They're missing the meme that's funny that gets shared a bunch of, uh, you know, 550, you know, sometimes we have a, we had a one meme last week, a hundred times 60 something thousand organic reach in our local marketplace. Organic. Wow. So it went viral basically because it was just so funny just and a, topical just or whatever. a funny piece of content, just a funny piece of content that parents can relate to. And it's yeah. not talking about, hey, get your kids in here for daycare and let's get your kids in here for this. No, just something that people can share and relate to once. In this case, we do a lot more than once a week, but to trick the algorithm, because if you don't have content that people engage, it doesn't matter how pretty it does. It doesn't matter how pretty your logo is. It doesn't matter what the quality of content that you created, it will still not get the love. And I've seen it time and time again. And then lastly is if you put a link in your posts on Facebook, they're going to say instantly, no, 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 no. You got to pay for that, folks. So do not, like, if you want to put links in your posts, folks, plan on having to pay extra for those posts because Facebook does not want you to leave their platform. Just think about it. They, no, they, it makes perfect sense. That's the same across all of them, isn't it? Like yeah, the LinkedIn's of this world as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Because people say about putting links in comments. Does that work or is that well, like? Links in the comments a little bit more strategic. Yeah, especially on LinkedIn for sure. Absolutely. I think the link in the comment maybe works a little better. Either way, does sniff it out. Unlike yeah, it's a meme, it's, 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 it feels like again the algorithms are going to have to. Then these are these are not stupid small companies no. with with little investment, right? <laughs> no, I mean they they do not want you to leave their platforms. That's yeah. what they built them. They built them like a casino. You know, it's no, a, it's, I know that's a great example. Actually, it's a constant like, casino, know, dude. It's kind of not going to win. You're not going to beat the house, are you? You know, it's. <laughs> and the way to think of it, folks, is always like anything. It's entertainment. It's long term. If I like to go to the casino, which once in a while I'll do a scratchy with my wife, we miss going to have some fun here and there. We, 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 once we had a daughter, we don't get to go to Vegas anymore. But the point is, it's entertainment. It can't be the way of life for you. It's entertainment. And so that's the way of thinking about this, too, because a lot of times, Nick, people get frustrated. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to do social because I don't want anyone, you know, to, you know, no one's going to comment on my stuff and no one's going to post on my stuff and it, no one's seeing my stuff. And why do I even do it? You know, and it's like, dude, you're forgetting the picture, man. You're forgetting. People are seeing this stuff. Your content sucks. Your content sucks. There's no reason for them to engage. You have not, you've tricked the algorithm to basically never give you organic reach. You're not paying for any of your, you know, content to be boosted. So they're not, you know, seeing, hey, you know, T-Hub's giving me some money each day. I like that. Let's give him some more love. And then bottom line, there's usually a lot of times never given anything away. Never given one thing away. Yeah, I love these. I mean, the, the topic of today is is effectively social media hacks. It's a bit more than that, but I mean, let's let's summarize that because then I want to ask you a couple of questions just about you and, and mindset as we spoke about before. And so, so the hacks that we've covered today, forgetting, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice if we think it across all the platforms because what you shared is is quite ubiquitous in some respects. Absolutely, but absolutely. but you summarize your top five hacks, the things that you know work across most platforms that people just, it's like, for me, I would call them their must do's. Yes, so I'm gonna give you five content and five uh, action items right now, okay? Perfect, First, love it, do it. Tell your story, be funny, emotional, motivational, and contest. That's content, right? Love it, love next, it. Next is this, action items, sell gift cards, sell stuff in advance, go live, like we're doing today, baby, go live. Reach out and ask for reviews from social. Show those off on social. Take advantage of platforms like TikTok and Reels and organic platforms that give you this free reach. And lastly, take advantage of digital and social ads. Both Google and Facebook ads right now are on sale, folks, because people have left the yeah, platform. 
I keep saying this. It wasn't something like you know the um, Facebook ads were like like a ten year low. Um, oh yeah, certainly. It's, in like, the, it's in, probably thirty percent down. Probably thirty or forty percent oh, down from man. what I hear. So it's it funny, isn't it? and a lot of people are really like because we 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 advise people to take um, some. Of the, there's a lot of loan incentives that were out. I think definitely in the US, certainly in the UK, and we oh, advise yeah. a lot of people like if they if they you know they've got um, trust and faith in their bloody business model. This is the best time to invest in marketing. Oh yeah, dude. You know, I was Absolutely. saying like go and get go and get your fifty grand loan and then put some money into this stuff. And and Absolutely. some people, you know what, some people did it and they got great results, really yep. good results. And the ones that didn't do it are now kicking themselves, thinking, Oh, you know, I was too playing it a little bit too safe. Yep. Now's not the time to be too safe. I mean No, I agree. Now, you, it, if you, you got too safe. So, so survival yeah. think survival it's like safety is not survival safety is means you're staying in your bunker you got to go out and eat some food once in a while you got to go cut and gather baby you got to go out and gather if not you're going to be you're going to be needing some food baby you're going to be needing some food you can't just be sheltered in forever you i know? love your so energy travis I, I, when we when we meet up for a beer one day you're, you're going to have lots of energy oh uh, you know it bro you know loud, it. loud 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 voice and and six foot eight i mean Absolutely, jesus man. like you know i try to, not, I try to elevate you a little I try to elevate a little bit, man, on the Zooms to be transparent with you. But I, I'm, this is your boy. This is your boy. This is this is me. Like it. All right, mate. Well, listen. Let's let's finish off um, today with because there's something else that that I wanted to ask you a question about because I think it, it probably will share a little bit about who you are. Sure. Um, and it kind of sort of squares the circle on where we started the conversation. But you know, one of the things you said is a, is a topic you talk about is how you start a million dollar business with nothing. Yep. So uh, I had a guy on recently who started three six-figure businesses, um, and it was really great. He, he had some really interesting sectors. So in the same vein as that, yeah. how do you do that? Dude, it's this. You listen, you listen. You just keep listening. You keep listening to ideas. You keep listening. Write them down if you need to because I got a big book of ideas personally because I don't like to yeah. forget them. But listen, because a lot of times we think we have the idea, but listen, listen to your customers, listen to your wife, listen to your daughter, listen to the community, listen to anyone that's talking. And one time you're going to hear something that makes sense and clicks off in your brain that you're going to want to do. And you put together a PowerPoint, you put together a simple website or a SlideShare or a Wix website, just something simple. And you start talking to people about it, folks, because if you if you aren't able to have a conversation about your product or idea in the beginning, you ain't going to work in the end, right? So you got to start finding the, the kinks out. Does this have what they call product market fit? Can you get a, <laughs> I love that. Can you get a check? That. Can you get a check, right? I mean, if you can't get a check, my man, or PayPal, Venmo, uh, Cash App, uh, Bitcoin, if you can't get a payment, you aren't going to have a successful $1 million business. And, and you will never be able to have that without getting your first check. So the motivation is in this, create a story, talk to people about it, get the first check, and then repeat that shit, baby. Woo! That's how you, so that's how you do it. So you just keep repeating it. I mean, and then you use that customer. You talk about, hey, I work with this customer. Let's talk to you. Let's help that customer. And then you keep working at it. You know, it's not easy. It's never easy, you know? Um, and then, it's you know- It's simple though. It's, it's not like pe people- try and overcomplicate things. So one of the things you said there, just to reframe that a little bit is, you know, and, and I've heard this, we, we say it here is that, you know, you get what you pitch for and you're always pitching. Yep. And, and instead yep. of overthinking the website that has to be 50 pages on beautiful WordPress theme X, just get a page up, 
Get a, dude, Wix or Squarespace cost you 10, 20 bucks. I know, I know. And, 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 and then, you know, don't procrastinate around that stuff because that's what it ends up being. Right. Spend your time talking to people, getting feedback, iterating if you need to, get yeah. the check, scale scale that method. Dude, my ch- my first PowerPoint was crap. And I didn't have a website, folks. I didn't have a business card. I had a PowerPoint. Everyone can create a PowerPoint, print it up, go to Kinko's or print it up at your local Home Depot or Home Office Depot or Office Max, wherever you can print things, you can print it. But you can literally create a $5 printing PowerPoint. You don't need a business card. No one gives a shit in the beginning. You're just starting this from scratch. No, they want to know that, this- they want to know you can solve their problem. They want to know yeah. that. And, and then they you show know- up and you do it. Yeah. You know, you show up, you do it. And then next, next time you see him, you go, Hey, you know what? With that $400 check, I put, I got business cards now, man. Here you go. Here's my business card, baby. Get, give me a call. Hey, here's a stack of business cards. You tell a friend or two, man. I appreciate you guys. That's what it is, you know, and you reinvest the money you make, you reinvest the money. And that's how you personally, in my opinion, there's lots of great business ideas, tons of great business people, a lot smarter than me, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos down the list, a lot smarter than your boy. But I know one thing, to create a business that starts from scratch where you have zero investment and you can create from the very first check a profit where you can reinvest it and then you can keep growing and you can keep growing, is that's a great business. And that's, yeah, we, it doesn't we have matter. We principle in our business exactly that. We take, of any profit we make, 50% comes out as a dividend and 50% Boom. goes back in. Boom. And that's Simple a winning that. strategy. Yeah, that's yeah. a epic strategy you take half out of what you make you know something some people are more aggressive I, I always advise not to be too less aggressive than that but i think you know what you should live off half of that and if you've got that you've always got the money to put back into the business yeah sure. and that was one of the smartest things i ever did too nick be uh, transparent with you when i started the business we were going through what the great recession of 2008 2009 and shit man i was going through a tough time financially man i figured a way out of that journey to be transparent with you it yeah, wasn't cool. easy but that's when I started buying stocks, man. Tesla stock, Nvidia, you know, getting into the stock game with that money that, like you said, in your business, you can get money in your business, pay yourself a distribution or dividend, and basically invest some of that money in other businesses that are going to grow, right? And so I think that's the beauty of it too, is that then you become yourself a lot stronger than just having one business because now yeah, you got right. an investment got multiple in Tesla. streams of income. Yeah, you got some stuff in different things and you know and then and then at the end of the day you keep listening for the next business idea. You know, if you have one successful business and you keep listening to another successful business, it could pop up on you. Nick, 2 years ago, I was listening to my one of my biggest customers. He says, "Hey man, I need people to get more reviews. I need a software to get more reviews." Boom, I go find a review software and we create a little business around it and it's making decent money. It's not maybe, you know, a 10 figure business. It's not some big, huge business, but it's a decent business and it helps my customers get reviews and social, leveraging both. And it's automated. So, unlike my social media business where it's a lot of work, this business works automated. I yeah, take a I CSV it. file and it's automated. So, that's the biggest thing, Nick, is just listening, right? Just constantly listening. Yeah, well, being, man. I say be externally focused, right? If you get too stuck, you know, back to the whole on the business, in the business, you've got to give yourself the space to create, you know, and creating from kind of what you get in. Hey, um, how important through your journey then has um, guidance, mentorship, uh, getting into bigger rooms with different people that give you different perspectives? How, part of, how much of that has been part of your journey? 
everything, man. I live in a town where no one wants to come. Let me tell you this. I live in a town called Fresno, California. It's Central California. The At least only it's California, man. It's California. I'll tell you, it's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. I'll, I'll be straight up transparent with you. But for most people, they aren't going to come here unless they go to the, the one of the seventh wonders of the world, which is Yosemite. You have to drive through yeah, my well, little like town it. to get to Yosemite. But the point is this. I knew people were never going to want to come here necessarily. And so I wanted to, to, to find a way to interview my mentors. And that's when I created my show, The Be Real Show, as a, as a two-part thing. I think it was a way of me interviewing these people and a way of really learning from these people, Nick. Because I know like you probably have had in your experience and journey on podcasting, you learn so much. Uh, it doesn't matter how big or small these people are. Some of the biggest people are great. They're fabulous. But some of the smallest guests, influence-wise, I've learned the most from. So it's not only... It's because we're all human, dude. We're all souls. It's, well, it's not a like, gift, oh, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I didn't expect it. I didn't do the podcast because I thought that was going to be a byproduct of it. I think it's it's like one of the nice kind of surprises that comes Surprise, up. Is like, dude. you know, I've had some people on the podcast, some, you know, again, as you said, you learn as much from the big names, if you like, as you do from anyone. But I've had some of the, you know, if I was going to pay some of the people that have been on my podcast to do an hour of mentoring with me, exactly. I, I don't know what it would cost. But half the time, I mean, I did, I did a call the other day with someone and i'd spend another hour on the phone after right on after the interview and the stuff we got into around investment was just rocket fuel man dude like no crazy you build real friendship dude you build yeah i know at i know, scale, I know. at scale friendship you would never be able to come i have to travel here you know how many people you interviewed today when i'll do my mondays shows we're all back to, uh, four people in and we're interviewing people all over the world and different places and you would never be able to do that at scale, right? You'd have to be on, you'd be tired as hell no, on planes. Fantastic. And That's why I, you know, anyone who's on the fence about podcasting, I know there's lots of people doing it now, but if you've got any inkling right. to kind of want to do this stuff, if you feel that there's something there that's kind of pulling you towards it, I just say back to what we said at the point, you just got to do it. You may be scared, but you've just got to take the action, right? It's yeah. an amazing, it's an amazing thing. It really is it's the best platform right now, dude. It's the best platform. And it's, 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 we'll, we'll work for you as hard as you work for it. Basically, yeah, well. Well. Cause it's not easy. It's not easy to stay motivated around doing a show and create content. And as you know, I mean, it, it's a, it's a grind in some cases, but you look at the flip side and every time I get off my shows, dude, I have a different energy, man. And I bring no, that. To I my agree. Family. And, and I, and I do too. And I find, as I said, I'm doing a lot today. Right. <laughs> my right. last one tonight finishes at 1am in the UK Damn. time. And I started at 5 a.m. with not podcasts, but running. So that's a He's a beast, day. baby. He's a beast from the east, baby. I All like right. that. Hey, listen, I've got one last question for you, Travis. Absolutely. You've been generous with your time. I love the conversation, man. Love and I've got to ask this because I asked you this a while back, but everyone's going to kick me if I don't ask the question, right? Yes, sir. What are the pictures? The pictures? Behind you. What are those oh. pictures? So these are all the autographs I've collected over my life. Some of my greatest heroes and inspirations. Uh, when I was a kid, I'd always just, you know, be inspired by these people. I knew, like I said, they would never come to Fresno. So I would start messaging them and sending them mail, physical yeah. snail mail. And uh, from the greatest people like Muhammad Ali to some of my heroes, Joe Montana, Brett Favre. We got are Ty they all signed? Are they actual proper signatures? Oh, yeah, these are all signed. And then a lot of them have my name on them. You know, to Travis. Oh, man, that's cool. Yeah, and in all four walls, you know, I got like on this side, I got... Uh, I'm looking at The Rock, Bill Belichick, John Travolta, John Wooden, George Martin, the producer of The Beatles. I don't know if you're familiar with that. You got John Wooden. Oh, man. I love John Wooden, dude. One of the one of my heroes looking at me right in the face right here. Uh, Peyton Manning, a rookie yeah. card. Peyton Manning signed one of my heroes right here, too. Uh, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from the Colts. No, I know. Colts. Absolutely. Uh, so the, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's a, it's one of those things. You don't know how life plays out for you. I collected them for a reason for my soul. I 
didn't know how it was all going to play out that I would be able to look at Al Pacino. He says, to Travis, best wishes. And I know that for one second, Bill Belichick, to Travis, best wishes. Uh, The Rock, to Travis, my number one fan, The Rock. I know for one second, these people touched my soul. And even though it was a kid and now they're grown and some people have had many successes, The Rock, you know, has had a huge career since that 15 years ago when he sent that to me. But the point is, now I get to look at it and like it humbles me, man. And so it's an it's, inspirational room. It's I mean, inspirational, just, dude. I'm just like, I go in here, I'm like, damn, dude, these people have gone through great challenges, man. Simon Cow, I'm looking at him right now. He just broke his back, man. Yeah. Do you have a do you have a favorite? I mean, that must be so hard because they, they you know, is there any is there one that it could There's be just because it was the time in life? Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. you'd say it's hard. Okay, tell me who is it? Who's number one? Batman. Is that like the first? Is it who is it? That's Adam um, West, man. This is the original Adam West. Batman, dude. The original Batman, dude. He is. Man, he I need to do something with my pictures. Yeah, you know what, dude? I have a family behind me. I've got Larry Bird signed up there somewhere. That's hey, cool. <laughs> the cool. The cool thing about your background, too, like anyone that's doing these shows, is that when you have pictures like that, it just starts to add to intrigue and interest. And so I think those are one of the best backdrops. It, I never yeah. thought this would be my backdrop for my podcast or anything. It was just my room. And then I finally said, hey, you know, this is a good backdrop. And you know, let's just put the video out there. And, and people liked it. It was always intrigued. I got fat domino. There's always someone on the wall that, that says uh, someone's no, in. The Alchemist, I, 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 the Alchemist is right there. Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite books, actually. One of my it's favorite my books in the world right there. That's why he's sitting right there. He's like, he's looking at me all the time. He's like, hey, you need to step your game up. Where's your goal at? Uh, but yeah, bro. I mean, it's one of those things in life. You, you, you never know why your soul does things, but then you feel grateful when you, it kind of catches up to you and you realize, yeah. man, that's cool. Like I really grateful I did that. And that's been my challenge my whole life. I've just always taken on new things and challenges and just had the fun at trying new things and, and not taking rejection and, and being willing to, you know, send out a mail postcard and never get it back, you know, which happened a lot. And, and then like the same thing with the podcast, you know, send out requests to people and never get a response back. But then one day get your hero on the show and then, you know, then then get to give and share my message to others. Because I think the most important thing to remember, folks, is that we all can do this. No one yeah, I Nick agree. can do this. Your boy Too Tall can do this. Anyone on the show can do this. Awesome, man. So let's, well, let's, go, let's, baby. let's leave it there. So you've got um, a bit of a uh, offer, I think, or a gift for my listeners Absolutely. here. And yes. so let us, let us know what that is. And then. Let us know where people can find you as well, Travis. 100, dude. So you find me anywhere, too tallin. You see that right there on the screen, too, T-A-L-L-I-N or Travis Huff, anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all your favorite platforms, I'm there. Uh, and then the offer is this. It's a really great offer, folks. I've been having tons of people actually take advantage of it, surprisingly. I didn't think it would, they would as much as, I, as they have. Um, we basically go and track your brand for 30 days. So we put you into our software. It's a Nuvi Intelligence software. We oh. then track your brand or anyone that's mentioning you, you or your brand. And I'm going to actually do it for you guys to scale up your business. Podcast. Yeah, let us know. Let, do, do yes. for me and see what, let's see what comes back from that. That'd so be you go, So if you guys go to realtimeoutsource.com slash be real, uh, we'll do it. Just It's a simple form. Fill it out and we will track you. And uh, then yeah, hopefully you'll awesome. learn from it. So I God like bless it. you, no, brother. Hey, like man, listen, thank you so much, Travis. Brilliant having you on Scale Your Business. And yeah, peace, man. Let's Catch go, baby. We make this, baby. Woo! <laughs>